Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Today is July 11th, 2023. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Bank of America's Lindsay Houston. She is here to discuss the bank's account payable automation. Great. Thank you, Whitney, and thanks for the invitation. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, so my name is Lindsay Houston, and I lead a product team at Bank of America. Um, I've been in payments for about 20 years. Uh, at Bank of America, our goal here is just to help make uh, payments easier and digitize payments. Uh, we're helping companies move from paper checks and paper invoices, which are costly and error-prone and bad for the environment, to electronic payments. Um, we offer solutions for companies anywhere from smaller franchise operator who maybe just wants to outsource their accounts payable altogether up to many Fortune 500s who have multiple subsidiaries, very complicated processes and requirements. We, you know, do custom electronic payment solutions to fit their needs. So either way, our goal is to make AP easier on our customers and free up employee capacity. And, and, and my specific capacity in that role is leading the product team and, and innovation and strategy there. Great. Well, talking through some of what you do work on day to day, maybe you could start off by giving us an overview of Bank of America's account payable solutions and maybe a little bit more broadly, the B2B payments solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. I'm really proud of what Bank of America offers because we really have industry leading solutions. We are always, our goal is to be top two to three in every category and industry ranking for our card products and our payment solutions. And we offer a range of solutions for companies of every size and in every region. Um, when I started the bank many years ago, uh, I was in a sales capacity and I worked with companies that were what we call are in business banking. So those are companies that are, you know, 20 to 50, 20 to 50 million in annual revenue. And now some of those companies and those operators that I've known for a while, those companies are now a billion dollars in revenue. And we've been able to grow with them with our uh, continuum of solutions that support every size company. So I'm super proud of that. Now, speaking of the bank's solutions and leveraging the data in specific ways, maybe we could talk through how those solutions actually work and talk through the technology behind them. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, individual payment products. So a company can use our purchasing card um, and they might use that for materials, for example, or we offer virtual payables for invoice to spend, or we have end-to-end AP automation solutions where companies can essentially outsource their payables to us. They send us a file of the payments they want to make, and we enroll the vendors. We maintain all that sensitive account information. We execute all the company's payments on their behalf. Um, we make sure that those payments actually get executed and follow up with the suppliers. So that's really a combination of not just technology, like you mentioned, but that hand-holding to ensure that uh, that end-to-end experience for our clients is taken care of. Um, we also have kind of in-between solutions, so solutions that can be customized to our clients' buying behavior needs. We can manage the vendor onboarding and the credentials, but then we can let the buyer choose the payment type. Or we have intelligent routing solutions where we can recommend the best payment type based on the buyer's preference. Um, And that may be skewed towards working capital or they may be focused on rebate automation. But our job is to really navigate that labyrinth of B2B fintechs, find best in breed and partner with them to bring those to our tens of thousands of Bank of America customers. Because B2B is really having kind of a renaissance right now. And there's 
some solid, mature B2B payment fintechs, and then there are dozens of newer and emerging players. And we know our customers don't have the resources and time to meet with and evaluate all of these. So what we do on behalf of those customers is get to know all these fintechs and evaluate their technologies. And not just their technologies, like I said, also their support model, because many times we see fantastic technologies can fall down if they don't have the, the people behind that to make sure that <clears throat> the end-to-end -end, uh, experience is great for companies. Um, so we really take that on so that buyers don't have to go and evaluate all of these fintechs on their own. Could you maybe take that a step further on what that vetting process entails? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, at Bank of America, we um, we hold risk in very high regard. So we are not just meeting with the companies and evaluating their leadership. Uh, we are doing things like scanning their technologies and looking for vulnerabilities. Um, we have industry-leading technologies internally, and because of the size and scale of Bank of America, we often are on the edge of seeing what fraudsters are doing. So when we partner with fintechs, um, the scale of what we see in our own Bank of America portfolio, we can bring that to the fintechs and say, hey, there are these new vulnerabilities. These are things to look out for. Um, so we're helping fintechs in that way um, with our maturity to help them get better at what they're doing as well. Thank you for explaining that. Now, bringing in some numbers, last year, your accounts payable automated solutions processed $300 million, which was up 25% year over year. Can you talk us through what contributed to that increase and what was driving the adoption of those accounts payable solutions? Yeah, actually, um, we're looking at what will be a $350 billion in the next, in, in a rolling 12 situation right now, and that's just the digital payments through our AP automation solutions. But to your point, it's just been tremendous growth, and I really kind of bucket that into three things here. First is just for buyers. With fraud increasing, more companies are seeing the value of payments automation. So in 2022, business email compromise accounted for almost $3 billion in losses last year. Through our AP automation solutions, we hold vendor credentials, vendor account information. We know vendor preferences because of the networks we manage. We know what time zones the vendors operate within. And we collect all this data and watch these transactions to help prevent fraud and business email compromise and, and all of these things. Um, last year, there was a healthcare payer that received a fishy email. We identified the fraud for them. We called the supplier, who was an architecture firm that was building a wing uh, for a buyer for that buyer's hospital. We told that supplier that they'd been hacked, and that actually helped prevent fraud with a lot of their other buyers who had also received a fishy email and not anticipated that fraud. And that that architecture firm actually ended up joining our payments network because they realized the benefits of the additional monitoring and the network solution, which goes along with that. So it's a great story of uh, how we prevent fraud, not just for the buyer, but for the supplier as well. Yeah, great example. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, another thing um, that we see driving that growth is um, supply chain issues. Suppliers have more leverage and more power than they have in many times. So our buyers want to find solutions that provide value to the suppliers as well. And that's, that's always been here, but this, the pandemic has shined a light on this. Um, so now we have introduced a lot of options that can benefit the supplier and how they get paid. 
Um, with a card payment, things that are as simple as pushing the payment into a supplier's account, um, whereas typically it's a pulled payment. We also offer not just a basic ACH, but an enhanced ACH. So the vendor gets much better reconciliation data. They get custom cash application files, W8s and W9s. So this is making reconciliation a lot easier for the supplier, encouraging them to move away from check as well. And then the industry is also evolving to offer things like proprietary interchange rates as well. So if a supplier is processing millions of spend on card or, or on ACH2, and that cost becomes a challenge, we have a different lever where we can set a one-to-one -one interchange rate on that card or on that ACH. So instead of playing 2.5%, it can be 1.5%. And so that helps also move spend off of check um, and making it more economically feasible to move that to an electronic payment type. And then lastly, a lot of that increase is being driven because everybody's being asked to do more with less. In our current economic environment and looking at a potential recession, everybody's looking for cost saves. Um, and this is really well illustrated by, we had a family-owned regional retail shopping center that does property management. And they wanted to grow, but they didn't have the headcount to do that in their kind of very manual operations environment. Um, what we saw during the pandemic was they were putting invoices in a folder, passing that desk to desk, then going to AP for data entry, and it's just they're losing a wild amount of uh, float from that desk to desk operation. And then on top of that, during, the, during COVID, um, they had to send check printers home with their AP staff, which opened them up for fraud. Um, and they had to have check printing parties in the office where they wore masks and printed checks and licked envelopes. And so all of that um, drove them to AP automation because they recognized the, the fraud and the risk and the opportunity there. Um, uh, yeah. One of the benefits here, yeah, yeah, it was just, um, and you know, it's uh, it's not atypical. We see this a lot. Um, everybody is looking at, you know, a hiring freeze and reducing expenses, and so they're looking at how can they reduce headcount or do more with less, and I think one of the really interesting things is ultimately as Gen Z becomes more of the workforce, um, they're going to find it hard to believe that so many companies still do things like sending faxes and cutting checks and walking invoices around. And, and I think as uh, we try to backfill boomers who roll off of AP departments, Gen Zs aren't going to be willing to do that kind of work. So um, we'll have to automate these roles because <clears throat> there's not going to be as many people uh, who are willing to work with paper in the way that many have in the past especially, again, elder millennials and Gen Zs who have grown up in a digital native environment. Yeah, I mean, this brings up several areas of opportunity, I'm sure, for Bank of America in areas of innovation in this space. So based on this adoption and move toward digital away from paper, anything that you guys are focused on working on um, for the second half of 2023? Yeah, um, for us, we're looking at a lot of um, AI and ML, right? I'm super excited about the convergence of these, and it's something that's a super a, a passion of mine. Um, everyone's looking at the most, the initial use cases for our worlds would be like, we do uh, invoice digitization right now, and, we, and invoice digitization across most companies right now that offer that 
they're doing what we call zonal and voice scanning. They're looking for heading level information in one zone and they're looking for detail level information in another zone and it's maybe 80% correct and 20% manual. A human has to come in and, and correct information. So now we're seeing AI for invoice scanning and the AI algorithms can actually extract relevant data for the invoices much better. That uh, vendor detail, the invoice number, dates and amounts, they can actually anticipate what formats those should be at. And so that's going to reduce a lot of human intervention that goes along with um, invoice digitization. Yeah, I mean, of course, all things right now are all AI and how to make it work best for, for the different financial institutions. So definitely an area um, that you can look into AI for. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Now, looking ahead, and it doesn't have to be super short term, but just kind of trying to get a gauge of what payments technology you're looking out for or what innovation is exciting right now uh, that you're monitoring. Yeah, um, for us, I think it's so interesting, and, I'll, and I kind of go a different direction with this question. We are always looking forward about the modernization uh, opportunities, but as I was just thinking about this question, I think about our customers and, and what's front of mind for them. And there's still so much opportunity in what our customers are dealing with in basic AP automation that, you know, we're excited about real-time payments and we're excited about machine learning and we're excited about AI. But, you know, we uh, I was meeting with the, the other day um, a, uh, a well-known company that um, is building rockets and uh, they are still 100% check and uh, they struggle with getting off check and they struggle with the fraud there. And I think many times there's actually an inverse relationship between the maturity and technological, technological savviness of a company and their AP automation maturity. Um, and so we've seen that repeated many times. We Another one is a hybrid car company we work with. They have grown super fast. They've modernized the uh, modern car technology and still they're very behind in how they run their AP. So I get super excited about all the technological advances that the products may offer, but there's still a tremendous headway that we can make um, across our entire portfolio of buyers. There's uh, a, still a ton of opportunity to help companies mature and advance their AP automation. If, uh, if the listeners take away anything, it's that <clears throat> as we look towards the end of the year, potential um, increase in rates and uh, potential for recession, it's a really good time to look internally into companies' AP departments. And there's just tremendous opportunity to digitize payments, to reduce fraud, to improve operations, to reduce expenses, to be able to take people and put them on more valuable activities by driving automation within their company. Um, so. Thank you again for the opportunity to come and meet with you. This has been really fun, and, and maybe we can do this again sometime. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn, and as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.